Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This week on Up to 90, we interview Danny O'Reilly. Woo! Danny O'Reilly. What, what a gentleman. He was lovely, wasn't he, Emma? Danny O'Reilly of the Coronas, of course. Very successful yes. Irish rock band. Absolutely lovely. And very engaging guy and well able those to eyes chat those eyes we oh, just sat there stop. eating chicken wings didn't we i we now yeah we ha- do have to <laughs> we do have to give a shout out because we did uh the interview we did the interview in the harbour master bar in the ifsc yeah and maria maria brown looked after us very very well indeed she sorted us out big star sorted sorted us out with the chicken wings now, the I, mood just changed because i think we were kind of like frazzled and stuff and what time is it we were kind of busy that day and then we all just got a few chicken wings in and i few hadn't, chips. i had never have you ever had the chicken wings there no i hadn't and i'm not a chicken wings girl but no. oh my god they were unbelievable yeah it was getting a bit the bones were getting fairly sucked to bits but I think we were all at it really weren't we now the only thing is I mean I wouldn't recommend them necessarily as a first date dish because I was conscious of the fact that as I was talking to Danny Arona I, you know, Danny you know. Arone, I literally had <laughs> sauce all over my face and on my t-shirt was it a date though? I mean I like to think so it was a first date, like bring a friend along kind of thing, was it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I brought you along, but obviously. <laughs> I thought it was an interview. That's mad. But sure, when we brought over the partition, did you not get the vibe? Of course. But then sure, a first date is kind of like an interview anyway. So it same, is, same. Yeah, yeah. But, um, same, same. No, so thank you to the Harper Master for having us. And yeah, Danny was lovely. Really nice guy. Oh, really up for the banter. Yeah, up for the crack. And it's a good interview, but the stuff we got after the interview, guys, we're going to tell you about that soon. We're just we're going to be sketchy about it because he might listen to this episode. But we're going to sneak a bonus episode in when he's (laughs) least expecting it. (laughs) Um, And any other guests we have, we never usually do that. Never, never, never. never. The trick is to record them on your phone and then they never cop that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're always just looking at the podcasting equipment. That's, I know. That's a top tip for secret recordings. Have You're you welcome. ever been secretly recorded? Um, oh God, I don't want to get into that actually. Okay, are we, okay, yeah. we're go, are we going into the dark web? We're web, going, web, yeah, web. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Okay, no problem. Have a listen. Um, we'll leave it there, won't we? That's we'll enough leave it there. A, yeah, that's I enough of an intro for Danny. such a good interview. Danny, thank you so much. Really up for the crack. And I think you're going to enjoy it, listener. Yeah. Up to 90. Up to 90. 
to Joseph and the Technical or Dreamcoat, the musical that the transition years in Santa Maria were doing. A good choice for a girls' school, All I have girls to say. School. Joseph. Joseph. So did you go, did, were you doing the music for it, was so it? So we went down and we had never gigged before and Sean was like, oh, the lads would be grand doing that. Like, And I couldn't even read music or anything. Aww. And they were putting down, these, putting down these scores in front of us. Like, And I was like, what's the, <laughs> what's the chords like to the piano player woman who no. was playing with us? But it was great. And like we, that was our first taste of, of rock and roll. And come here, the girls must have loved you, didn't they? Oh my they? God, we 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 realised why we had become a band. Yeah, you were away. like, this is mm. this is why we're oh, in the business. It was like all girls school. There was four hundred yeah. girls. And I don't know if you remember, but the last this is like I don't know what happened. The last night of the play, all the there was no teachers or anything. There was no, nobody supervising, and we were all just in the school. Yeah, running, had the run of the place. Yeah. What? That sounds crazy. crazy. What was that about? I don't know. So did you have a party or something? Yeah, we were yeah. just sort of enjoying it, going to Madden. It was great fun, though. But you know what? It was really was there good. Shifting? There was totally shifting. There was shifting, shifting. There yeah. Was, there was, there was shifting. definitely some smooching. And was yeah. it you and all the lads in the Kroners? Or you so at that stage, corner? it was just me, Knox, your bass player, and Connor, our drummer. And then there was another guy... Uh, Connor, who was playing with us at that stage. Okay. But we eventually, he... He did, didn't make the cut. He, he went solo. <laughs> he left the band, went solo, and then we got to Avian a few years later and said, uh, to our most recent member. Like, okay. Must be ra- oh, is he raging, though? Who? Connor? Well, Connor, who left? I know, I still see him sometimes. No, I think he, it wasn't really his thing, like, you know. Okay. I don't know, it's funny. He was actually the lead singer, and I was, like, doing backing vocals, doing harmonies, oh. and... Oh just sort of help and write. The, I was like the Noel Gallagher and he was like the lean. But oh. then soon enough I realised that I wanted all the attention, so. Okay, so you were like, Connor must go. Yeah, there was a bit of that. But no, we sort of just, <laughs> we had we had a band, the four of us, and we sort of just well, stopped that band. And okay. then he sort of did some solo stuff and eventually the other three of us started playing again. And I was like, yeah, because I sort of want to sing everything. Yeah. And, so uh, you kind of stepped up, then you yeah. had the, yeah, yeah. the well, confidence. Well, it's like the Santa child. Maria gave him the confidence. He yeah, was like, of course. But honest to God, though, that gig was really dropping us in the deep end. And it yeah. definitely Sink stood to swim. us. When we're When you're whatever, we're 16, like, and we had to perform properly in front of people and like play in time and like we were only just learning our instruments. Yeah, we had to yeah. learn this, the score to Joseph and the Technical Dreamcoat. And that's And like, you can still play it for you now if you want. Oh, my all my favourites. It's in my most recently played on Spotify. Oh, so actually. funny when you explain it like that. Play? You were probably I was in the play. The back. No, no, I was in the play. Yeah, what was your part again? I had. A, I can't remember what it was. It was a little part, but I was so. Sh- I was actually kind of shy because I did. We they made us all I audition. Think you were shy. I remember you oh. being oh, one of the girls that was actually like would talk to us. Yeah, but Do you I know think the way everyone is just like. I think say about anything. singing and stuff, like performing. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a bit. Yeah, too much. Yeah. 
But you like, I think, isn't you were probably like that, were you? About performing at, like, you don't want to be lead singer at the start because you're probably like holding back. Yeah, I think, you know? yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I remember even up until when I was in college, people go, well, what do you want to do for a career? Like, and I'd be just like, oh, I don't know, even though I did. No. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's probably the same, like, you only you get to a certain stage where you're like, yeah, I'm a comedian, or I'm, yeah, 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 and you're proud and you're like happy to tell everyone. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. happy to put it on forums. Yeah, 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 that's you know, a big step, isn't it? Yeah, that is the big step. Going for step. a mortgage or whatever. It's like, are we going for this? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, so you're, put, you're putting musician on I put proper... musician everywhere now. Once you sell it three arena, you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think to be fair. But yeah. then, no, what are you messing? But then when you move to London, which we did for four years, we're living over there, and then people are like, oh, so what do you do? It's like, oh, I'm in a band. And they're like, yeah, good uh, luck. Like, you know? Really? But uh, so I remember going down, I joined the Gaelic football team over in London and I went down <laughs> to train and, and your man picked me up and he's like, so what is it you do anyway? And I was like, oh, I'm a musician. He goes, oh, geez, it must be fierce and tough. Is it you playing in pubs and weddings and stuff? Is it? And I go, well, yeah, we're supposed to be playing in a few pubs in our day. He goes, oh, geez, it must be fierce, tough for you. Like, you know. Meanwhile, three arena. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I get in the next thing. You never fucking told me you were the Coronas, for God's sake. Like, you know, That's I was like, so what was funny. I going to say? Like, uh, you know? How like could you say that, though? My aunt, you know Aidan Gillen, who, of course, is it. Do you know Aidan? Well, he's interviewed us once for uh, for uh, other voices. But he's, because you know the way he used to live down in Dingle as well. Right. Yeah. But he. Is he related to you? He's not. No. But hilariously, because my auntie, who's such a character, she's great. But she met him. Is that the, character? The, or? Oh no, she's great. She's just really good crack. Like she's okay. great crack. But she met him in Centra when he was after moving to Dingle. So you know the way everyone was doing the whole like, oh my god, it's Aidan Gillen. And then Cher was chatting to him in the queue, and she was like, oh, what do you do now? And he said he was an actor. And Cher was like, terribly hard for actors, <laughs> yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's an awful life. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And everyone was laughing. But oh, I mean, it was god. yeah. But it's that thing of like you just automatically assume that. You know, you say these there must jobs, be, there must be like us. actor, they yeah. must be failures. They're like, no, mm. like some people succeed. Or it's not okay. even failures, but just, uh, it's just struggling. That's yeah. just struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, but, so I don't know. I suppose I can't remember when the turning point was when I was in, I think probably maybe we, we left UCD and we said we're going to give this band thing a year. Okay. Mm. And then after a year, we, we didn't have to get real jobs. Like we could keep it going. And I think that was the moment when we said, okay, now we can tell people that we're musicians yeah, and yeah, stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what year was that when you were like, okay, this is actually our job now? Yeah, we left we left uh, UCD, I think, in 2007. Nice. Maybe 2006. And we sort of, uh, we were all working part-time jobs. Like, I was teaching guitar, and I was working in my uncle's music shop, and, and uh, you know, Connor, drummer, was painting. Dave was doing some teaching as well. Noxie was working in his, his, his dad's shop with uh, Metro Music. Yeah, good Hashtag there. ad, yeah. yeah. Very good, yeah. <laughs> Still there, Raphael Shop Centre. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. that's only up to remember. And tell me, I've always, always wondered, it often kept me awake at night, the Coronas, the name. Yeah. What's the story with the name? Why did you pick the Coronas? It's sort of just like a terrible name that stuck. We, uh, were Guinness not into sponsoring no, you? You went really, there and it was like, no, so we'll go with the Coronas. Yeah. Is that the route? We, yeah, we, can, we couldn't afford Guinness. Because uh, I thought when you played Arthur's Day, I was laughing because it's so funny seeing the Coronas yeah. and it's like a celebration of Guinness. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, it's funny when we started the band, we we, did, we didn't really think. I don't know whether Corona had was as big a drink then, yeah, as it is now, yeah. And maybe it was just this random like Mexican beer that not that many wasn't as wide, yeah. And mm. we were just like, and we were Corona originally, uh, and then 
So yeah, it's not really a great story. We're named after a typewriter called Corona Smith Deluxe's old typewriter. Oh, that's a good okay. story. We came up with a name yeah. when we were sixteen and stuck, and that was it. No. Like six yeah. when you had sixteen. Yeah, that's crazy. What was the fun what was the first like gig where you were like, oh, something's happening here? Was well, it I like Wheelands even or before Dave joined? So it was the three of us when we were just called Corona, me, me, Noxie, and Connor. And yeah, I remember we were in UCD and we we left lectures or whatever, and we had a gig down in Wheelands. And at that stage, it was before iPods and stuff came in, so people were still handing around CDs, like so oh, it was like wow. copying CDs yeah. and giving them to their mates, yeah, and, yeah, you know. Yeah. And we had this EP, four-track EP or a live EP or something that had been. It's like Johnny's pitching the movie, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, I can CD, see it yeah, all. you can yeah. see it, can't yeah. you? But it was cool, and we so we had passed around the CDs. I think we'd just been away in the summer of 2006, and again, because no one had iPods, people were going away, spending their, their summers away, and someone would just put on a CD, and that, and people come up to me going, oh, your EP is the, was the CD of our holiday. And I'm like, really? That's the one you listen to? Like, but uh, So anyway, we came back from lectures, and, and like we're literally just walking in, there's a queue outside Wheelands, and we're going, yeah. there must be a gig on the village, like, what's going on? Let's get out of the way. Like, and they're like, no, no, it's, it's all out, like you know. And we were just going, what? And there was a moment then where we get, where we sort of said, all right, we need to either commit to this a little bit more, or you know, do something because we'll regret yeah. it if we don't. So, yeah. and it was soon after that we got Dave to join, and uh, because uh-huh. I, I was never a good enough guitar player, I think, to to hold it together as a three piece, you know, I think. You have to be a genius, like Matt Bellamy. Do you know Muse? They're amazing. yeah, oh yeah, they're so good. But like he can. He's just musical genius, like you know. Mm. And I felt always felt we needed something else. We needed someone to mm-hmm. sing as well. And and we met Dave and uh, asked him to join. Like so, he, he we was still the missing slagging. piece. Yeah, exactly. How did how did you meet bit. how did you meet Dave? We met him in Vancouver, uh, okay. just on holidays. He, so he was over there with his mates. Uh, we were on like a, a J one thing in, in Vancouver, and, and uh, he was over there with his mates. Like from he went to Gonzaga, just school down the road. But we had some common friends, but we didn't know each other. And we used to just play sessions, like and like we'd sing songs around the campfire, like you know, and have the crack. And then we came back from Vancouver. We asked him to join, like so. He always says that he joined like after all the crap gigs because it was already gigs yes. that were selling out. He never Slotted had to do into yeah. successful bands. Like, yeah, he doesn't remember when we went to Wales and played to two people, like you know. Did like, that happen? Did plenty you times. Okay, plenty yeah, times. yeah, yeah. I remember we had a gig. We had a gig the same time. We got booked the same time as a, a massive Irish soccer match Ireland were playing France oh like, nice I mean, it, was like, yeah. it was a yeah. huge game like so everyone was watching that like and we <laughs> were doing the gig and there's two girls who were friends of ours sitting in, in on the ground in wheels and the bounce comes and goes you can't sit Oh, no. get up off the ground it's a fire hazard they're looking at him going are you serious no one else here and eventually I just said to the two boys I go listen you just go in and watch the match I'll just do and the game by myself so <laughs> and they would come in every so two funny. songs and just go still nil all you know, and up the head back down. And that was in Wheelands. Oh, gosh. Yeah, well, we played everywhere. Like, but back in the early days, I mean, we used to gig four nights a week, and we would play. Yeah. Like, we'd get up in the morning and go down and do breakfast radio, college radio in Limerick, and and like we always did. In fairness, I would say we had a good work ethic. Like, yeah. yeah. There was a gig or promo to be done, we'd just do it. There yeah, was yeah, no yeah. question of oh, we're gonna be tired or we have this on the night before. Yeah. You know, even if we had a big gig on. And still now, like if, we, if something comes up that we think we should do, it doesn't matter if we have say a three arena the night before and we want to go out on the piss. No, no, we're doing that promo mm. the next day, so that's it. Like so, mm. but definitely back then we 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 worked hard, like and we mm. we'd be doing four or five days, like just on the road driving around Ireland, and then 
we just stumbled across some success with San Diego song and it sort of took off I was off just about to yeah. say yeah. that was, that, well that was people's that was summer song one, wasn't it wasn't yeah. it that was the one that just kicked us on and all yeah. of a sudden you know we could make a few hundred quid from gigging whereas yeah, before yeah, yeah. you're just like going in cap in hand going can we play maybe it might cover our costs like you know yeah and um, who was the big who was the one the kind of the, the big business mind yeah well Jim our manager who's still been our manager since the very start he, he, was, he studied uh management in DIT and now he's teaching music management in BIM you know the, oh, wow. the, uh, okay. the music school the music college there but uh, but he was just brilliant and from the very word go like we initially he was just a mate of ours in school he was our school captain and we asked him would he would he just ring uh, ring a venue and pretend to be our manager oh okay so because funny, I yeah. used to ring up looking for gigs myself like going yeah I'm in a band can you play us but then we said Jim you just pretend you're a manager there and ring them up and go oh, I represent the Coronas can they play at this and he just stuck with it then and he, st- and he stayed with us forever like That's and he's nice. still there he's still, he's still te- just texting them there on the way in but uh, he's brilliant so he was always very good at going no lads we need to do this we need to do this and you know we had some moments like I remember like I remember him pulling us out of hotel rooms like when we we're still hungover, half asleep back in the day. Yeah. Like, and come on, lads! Like I'm not your mother's. That was his famous quote. I'm not your mother's. Why am I dragging you out of bed? It's like, sorry, Jim. But uh, it's good to have people around you like yeah. that. But like he, and even to this day now, it's great. Sometimes you're doing a sound check and you're just worried about is the people going to be at the gig or whatever? How's it sound out there? Is my voice all right or whatever? And I look out at him during the sound check and he's just singing along like still now, Aww, 10 years later. like adorable. He's our biggest you've, fan. You've known him for so long as well. Yeah. You know, there's going to be like, no, but he's not going to be bullshitting you, exactly. do you know? Yeah. Trying to get, he, he's not trying to get in on anything. He was exactly, there on us. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, you know? exactly. And, he, and we've grown with him, and, and he's been brilliant. So, yeah, he was he was there from the very very start. Like, and he he's, mm. he's so good. That's so cute you know yourself, that he'd be singing along. That's yeah. like Isn't Maria. That? And he's got, the dream. Yeah. yeah, that's like Maria here, and she was at my gig last night. She, I mean, she knows all these jokes off by heart, and I could still hear her laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's really and like, that's she was laughing even in the setup, and like she, you know, because she knows what's coming. Yeah, but it's that that's kind of the thing. Like, yeah, it's great. I but know, great, I know, Jim. Yeah, of course. It yeah, is. I went. No, this is gas. I went to school with him, like in junior infants, junior and senior. Okay. I've, this is like. So you're old. School. Yeah, but like, I know. But I always remember him because, like, when I was five, I was convinced I was going to marry him. No oh. way. Yeah, like I told my mom and dad, I was like, oh, like I have a boyfriend. His Just name's, so you know. His name's Jimmy Lawless, and they're like, all right. Oh, he doesn't know yet, but he's my boyfriend. <laughs> we talked about season Address, 12 rotten right right presents. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I always give out people's names. I was talking about Afric Byrne and her boy, ex-boyfriend. Well, actually, you didn't use her surname until now, so... Um, <laughs> oh, God. I, mind. I was going to ask Danny, you're, you're a Man United fan. I am. So did you have all the merch in the 90s then? Yeah, yeah, would have had like... The Who were the posters? Mm. Cantona, I was a big Cantona okay, fan. Yeah, yeah, I was never yeah. too much into gigs. Though he gigs was for the girls, but I like Cantona. He's he's, he's, and he's a bad husband, Danny. Let's, let's call a spade a spade. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's why Danny doesn't like him. Exactly. Yeah, he said. Exactly. That's, you heard it here first. So Cantona was your man. Cantona, I liked Roy Keane as well. And mm. Yeah. No, I was always mad at the sport. Like, I played Gaelic at a, at a decent level when I was younger. Yeah, because I yeah. saw that, that, mm. you were into, that you're into the Gaelic as well. Yeah, yeah. so in 2003, I was on the Dublin Miners. That was the, the highlight of my Ooh, career. I'd say, th- I'd say that got you a few shifts, did it? Not really. Ah, uh, come on. I think on. that's why I, I veered more into the music, because I, I more girls 
Good. Do you know what like though? You're really hedging and... your bets though yeah, with the sport exactly. and the well, music. Well, I do think I do think Dublin Cats gotten so much bigger in the last yeah, few years, yeah, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. So yeah. probably when you were on the minors, yeah. maybe like definitely the last few years. Mm. I think that was just more though me being really awkward, like as a as a 18 year old boy. And were you big? Who was the big? It was a Jason Sherlock was the big guy during the nineties, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Is he still training? Yeah, he's coaching. Yeah, he's coaching. Yeah, yeah, was great. Yeah, I've met him a few times. And then, are you buds with someone at the Dublin team now? You probably yeah, are. Yeah, I am actually. Uh, I my housemate <laughs> is uh, Kevin McBannon, so he, he oh, he's playing really? for the Dublin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, um, he's early. So. so you're living in you're living in Dublin. Right, once, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So we, well, as I said, we lived over the house in London, the four of us. Uh, yeah, for about three or four years, but we moved nice. back probably three years ago, mm. and. Uh, yeah, it was just time. Noxie, our bass players, and our drummer Connor, they're both married now. And we're just, you know, getting to that age. And are you, are you happy to be in Ireland? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it here. Like, I'd yeah. always, like, I'd, I'd be happy to go again if, if, say, like, you know, we have American tours in the pipeline and America's going quite well for us now. And if, like, someone came and said, listen, how would you feel about moving to New York or whatever for a year or whatever? I'd be happy to do that. But I think Dublin will always be home to me. Mm. And I was always in London for a few years with an eye to coming back like, mm, you know mm. I wanted to live away for a while and I, I love London I still do but uh, yeah Dublin will always be home to me like you know, mm. to the mammy and all that you know oh, I was yeah. going to ask you about mammy mm, so you know when I'm sure maybe not so much anymore but like would you have been nervous with mammy at the gigs yeah yeah. well I'd always be nervous I was nervous early on when doing promo that mm. people were going to ask me about yeah. it so I used to sort of shy shy away from it like mm. and say and people would say before do you mind if we talk about Mary Black and I'd be like I'd rather if you didn't, but now I don't care. Like now, mm. I'm just we got to the stage where I'm just a bit like the writing musician that as your occupation thing we were talking about earlier. But uh, you get to the stage where you're just comfortable in what we're doing. And obviously, it's a different genre and a different time. Yeah. And you, you've anyway. established yourself. Exactly, like, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, you yeah. Might be. so now I'm happy enough to talk about her because I always wanted to talk about her. She's a legend. Like, but in the early days, I didn't want people to think we had gotten a leg up because of who my mom was even though we probably did to be honest like you know I got a leg yeah. up in many ways she t- told me to write my own songs when I was 15 she told me warned me of all the dangers of how yeah. hard the industry can be and it doesn't matter how talented you are sometimes it can it might not happen for you like so mm. I did have a leg up in a certain amount of ways but I didn't want people to think oh he's only on radio because you know it's Mary Black Sun like you know mm. so as I say in the early days I shied away from it but then no, but I really Three arena, baby. I, mean, <laughs> I really don't think people thought that at all. No, I don't I think. think, I, think was... I think I was extra careful about it. I was yeah. even extra careful about it when I was like 14, going to Irish college. I remember going down to Irish college when I was like 13, and like I was real Which quiet and shy. Which one did you go I to? I went to Akla. You know, it's the oh, water yeah, sports yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Mm. But like, and for the first week, none of the girls would talk to me, and then the word would spread that my mother's Mary Black, and I have girls come over talking to me. <laughs> Big and woman's I, heart fans. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> and. And I found it really, it sort of really, really got to me. Like, yeah. And I used to sort of, and I feel bad saying it now, but I used to be like, no, she's not my mom, like, you know? Yeah. And, uh, like, I mean, first world problems, like, you know? But uh, I think that sort of stuck to me then, yeah. getting older. Like. And you never forget, I always think that, I know it's such a cliche, but you know, it's always like when people don't know what you're doing or what you're about, and you kind of, when they treat you a certain way, you never forget that. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but no worries, great. I was laughing. Never, we always hold grudges, don't we? To we the bitter always, end. Oh my God, if the WhatsApp audios, Danny, were ever released, like, they're <laughs> yeah, so incriminating, so, oh, she, aren't she they? She threw me a look back in 2012. You know so what she, she did two years ago. Yeah. She gave me that look. Yeah. 
that. Okay. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say there? Oh, yeah. It's true. We're so we do we do we actually get over shit. Um, but I was saying to I was saying to Fred there a couple of weeks ago. You know the way with the eighties. I made this point. I mean, this is not a joke. Now this is just a general observation. I was saying, you know, the way with hip hop right now, they take a lot of 80s songs, okay, yeah. big hits of the 80s, and they just kind of throw in like an expletive or a bit of rapping over it. But I was like, imagine if they took a woman's heart yeah, and you had like old. Puff Daddy coming in yeah. saying, I really miss you, Biggie. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It could happen. Definitely. I think, it, yeah. Why not? Why, that, why hasn't it happened? That yeah. collection was like life, by the way, back in the day. If you weren't going around in a Ford Cortina with a woman's heart seating <laughs> in the car, wasn't that so like? It was your childhood, really, wasn't yes. it? It's gas, like, because now my mum is still doing a bit of gigging now, and she's playing the Vicar Street in the end of the, end of the summer. She's got the plug in there. Cash, so. yeah. I love your plug in your uh, mum in Vicar Street as nice. well. And, uh, but she gets, like, young people at her, at her gigs. And yes. She's been like, yeah, we grew up listening to, to her, like, you know, and, and that, that album was everywhere. Like, yeah. As you say, every car had it, like. And, yeah, yeah. But, it, like, it, it was, like, one of the most biggest selling albums ever that yeah that yeah but of course we would have had the cassettes what am i talking about cds yeah, yeah. it was the double it was the double cassette yeah. i remember so are your are your family tolerable like can people have meals at your family no. he's all just singing <laughs> yeah, and like, is it all like, like everyone's got <laughs> an instrument sing for your dinner yeah sing like your news we don't talk we okay. just communicate in song okay because yeah. everyone's musical aren't they yeah. everyone well yeah i mean my dad not as much like my dad sort of he could hold the tune if we really forced him to. You know, okay, and everyone was it. really smashed. They'd yeah, be like, that yeah, was yeah. alright, Dad. Um, but uh, no, to be honest, like people always say that to me, oh, no, there must be some sessions in your house at Christmas, but like, to, for the most part, we're just like, no, we're on holidays. You probably yeah, yeah. Like, chill. Exactly. The people say to you guys, like, oh, you must be some crack in your gap, yeah. everyone having And you're, having at, you're at a family like, funeral and they're like, tell us a joke. You're <laughs> like, it's a contextual thing. So. Yeah, yeah. I know because, full confession, we tried to get Roisin O for this interview, no but way. she was so busy today. We said we go, no, that's a joke. Don't worry. Roisin would you, love Roisin, to your podcast. I love yeah. her. I am such a fangirl about Roisin. Yeah. You, she's amazing. Wait, Do you, know Roisin you saw her recently, didn't you? No, she's going to be on All Together now, though, okay. isn't she? Oh, is she, that's I what you're think? saying to me. Maybe, but I'm she's really... Sure. And the girls in my house are obsessed with her as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, I know that. Said, she's and then amazing. Do you, and then I think have... Roisin, I think, probably has it a little bit harder coming out of my, being my sister kind of and then my mum as well. Yes, because she's it? a singer-songwriter, maybe she's a little bit more folk as well, like a little bit, I suppose, closer, I suppose, that she's just a female singer-songwriter. Yeah, like yeah. So she probably has it more difficult than I even had it. You know? Yeah, yeah. But, but um, she's deadly and she's, she's so, so talented. Deadly. She's co-written a, lot, a, a couple of songs for the Cronus as I well. I was going to ask, yeah. yeah. So she's just brilliant, like, really, really good. And she's, um, yeah, she's really unique. I love her, she's great. And would you listen, like, would you listen to Roisin's stuff? Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah, I love her. Like, as I say, I write with her as well for her stuff sometimes, but um, I do. I'm, and, and to be honest, she is the person probably that... I most trust when it comes to Corona music. Yeah. So you know the way if you wow. have, I'm sure if you guys have a new joke, you have someone that you tell I a try new bit, her, yeah. yeah, and yeah. You, and you know you'll get an honest answer yeah, back. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. so Roshin is my go-to with that. I'm, I'm very close to Roshin. She's ah. dead. So she came to the gig on Saturday, and like everyone after the gig is saying, "Yeah, it was deadly well done." But I was like, "Oh, thanks, man." Whereas Roshin, like, because she'll tell me straight, like, she'll yes. tell me yeah. if it wasn't great. You know? Yeah, mm. yeah. And thankfully, she said it was good. So yeah. Uh, yeah. 
That would have been a massive yeah. downer though after like three arena. Yeah, like yeah. I just feel you <laughs> no, can't shut it. More. Just shut yeah, it, not yeah. today. Um, I love that song. It's a grace she has. That yeah. song. Oh yeah, my god, yeah. I love that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great. Brilliant tune. Um, and do you have any other siblings, Danny? I've is no other brother, Connor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Connor isn't into the music as much. Like he, he again, if he's forced at a session, mm. he'll, he'll yeah. like get a tune. But uh, he never just got into it. It was just not wasn't really his thing, you know. But initially, the reason that that me and Oxy started the band is because he was in a band when he was and he three and a half years older than me like so we were about I'd say me and Oxy were about 13, 14 we used to go and watch them re- rehearse mm. and we were like oh my god they're playing their own songs Connor was playing bass my brother yeah. was playing bass and we used to just look up at them and go they're amazing they write oh, their own songs yes. like, but so that's yes. sort of what spurred us on to go let's start our own band like you know and what stuff were you listening to at the time then that would have been like oh back then like yeah these. Oasis you know or yeah. Yeah, you know all those type Would of bands. Travis, the stone, Stereophonics. Stone Roses? Were you stone Roses them, a yeah? bit, yeah. Dave, yeah. our guitar player, is big into the Stone Roses, but Stone Roses, I, yeah, they were. I sort of got into them a bit more later on, I think. Oh. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I used to just love, like, sort of pop rock guitar music, like Travis and, you know, Stereophonics. Oh, yes! And, what know. was the first gig you, you went to then? I have a similar kind of tone of your voice, <laughs> yeah. don't you? To your man from Travis, yeah, it's yeah. such a similar. Yeah. Oh. They I don't know if that's... What was that song they had? Why it was why does it own always rain on me? Yeah, great song. But I was going to ask what's your favorite. Yeah, he was gorgeous. Well, your favorite? Not even your favorite gig. Your first gig that you were at. Do you remember going to the first concert? Well, apart from Mary Black Gigs, because I was going to Mary Black Gigs before I could even, you know, we used to just run around backstage, me and Roshan, and eat all the sweets that my mum had on her rider. Like, but we, my first proper gig, I went to Oriam at Slane when I was ten. Oh wow. So, but again, I was sort of like in the VIP section with my dad, like, you oh, know. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. who did you go yeah. with? So, and then I remember my mom bringing me to see the Cranberries in the Old Point when I was 12. Oh, that must have been and, amazing. And I was obsessed with the Cranberries. And yeah, I was yeah. blown away, like, and, uh, like, so that was sort of, in a way, that seems like a first thing. But I remember then we started going to Oxygen, mm. myself and Oxy and Connor and our manager, Jim. And I remember mm. we actually had a, a thing where we were at Oxygen going, could you imagine we just played here even if we just like opened up the second stage or whatever like and like three years later we did and that was like and we used to have little things like that where then we the goalposts would change and we'd go Can you imagine we got to headline or, mm. or, or you know playing the main stage or whatever like you know so and we still do that like you know yeah. so what do you think your next goal would be or is yeah. it something you want to divulge yeah i think yeah, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um next goal today uh yeah no i think we we always just go like, I mean, we went to Chicago uh, on a summer then after we met Dave in Vancouver and we went to this festival in Chicago called Lollapalooza and we always said, it'd be great to play that and we're playing it next weekend. Oh, wow. So, like, they we're constantly te- ticking things off, I suppose. Mm. But, uh, no, I think we, as we've gotten older, we've just gotten more appreciative of what we do and we, mm. we realise, I think, we don't take it for granted, we realise that we're lucky that we get to mm. do these gigs, we get to travel yeah. and we still get to play, like, all over the world. But, the second half of this year is going to be all touring, like, and I think we're maybe less so like, oh, we need to, you know, play in Carnegie Hall or, you know, yeah, whatever it may be, like, you know, Madison Square Garden. I don't think that's our ambitions anymore. But at the same time, we have ambitions to improve and like and and continue to write and continue. We still think we have something to give, and I think we've gotten better as we've gotten mm. older. And there's still like territories outside Ireland, especially that are, are growing, that are not as big obviously as we are here, but are still growing. Like and and that's sort of giving us a new lease of life as well. Mm-hmm. Like so, uh, mm-hmm. 
yeah, we don't have any mad big aspirations to do anything crazy mm. as yet, but uh, we just love what we do and continue on. That got very deep there, didn't it? It's, yeah. No, I was really Doctor, liking it, actually. Yeah, just the really chicken wings it. are starting to digest. Oh, so yeah. Like, yeah. They're going dead. Yeah. And I was going to say, is the touring hard? Oh, yeah, yeah. all the commitments and stuff. How do you, it can how do you be, deal with it? We love being on the road. We get on really well. That's the main thing. Our band and crew, like, we're all mates, so we have fun on the road and we get on and... Um, we love travelling I mean it can be hard sometimes mm. you, you miss home or you miss people at home or whatever it is and, and it can be tiring but like you know I mean we're going away now next week and I'm so excited about yeah. it like, you know, it's like at the end of the tour you're like oh, I'm wrecked I can't wait to get home and you get home and you have that sort of lull of two days after you're home when you've watched a bit of Netflix and you're just like could have done another few weeks of that tour in Malarkey. It was mm. great. Like, you know? And is it a, is it families on tour when you're on tour? How does yes. that work with everyone? No, no. We tend to just keep a band of crew. Depends. Like depends where we are and what we're doing. Um, you know, like played in Dubai and Paddy's Day and all the other halves came over and some of the families came over. So that we mm. sort of made it like a family holiday. Yeah, yeah. Um, got rid of the prostitutes. <laughs> Sorry, girls, you're gonna have to Kind the coke okay. off day one. Because um, you were in McGettigan's, That's was right, it? Yeah, oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Have you played there? No, it's I great. have not. But I've, no, because Fred was talking about it. Yeah. So he was oh, saying okay. about McGettigan's. But it seems to be like a bit of a mad place. Yeah, it's it? great. It's really, really fun. It's just like Dennis McGettigan is like, you know, he's uh, the boss. Yeah. And he's just really happy to have acts over and, and he's very generous and he's sort of he's trying to build up the brand as we mm. get all over the UAE and all over the mm. world they're opening up bars all over the place mm. but uh, we sort of just got to know him over the years he's great he really and what's happy. it like playing well I suppose in Dubai you were probably were you, were you playing to expats or yeah expats okay. in Dubai it's funny in different countries it's different Dubai yeah. is all expats like in yeah. Australia we would play to probably 80% Irish people like I had a guy come up to me but it's like for sometimes the further you go away from home the more they appreciate it like I had a guy yeah. come to me before he went on stage in Sydney and he's like in the bathroom he goes oh Jesus is yourself and I said yeah that's crack and he goes oh fair play to you for coming over I said, I said have you ever seen us at home or anything and he's like no 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 sure I don't really like your band but you came all this way I had to come oh see you oh my god that's so and Irish and I was just like oh wow I'm are just you, about to walk on stage here I like, was, are you starting to there with your wheelie in your hand like you're yeah. going for a piece yeah, 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 oh my god yeah, that is exactly. so funny yeah, oh god yeah. so he's yes. like I don't even like your band but sure, you came all this way I had to see you're you you're like, like be rude not yeah. to thanks for the positive yeah, vibes like, everyone was going like oh, you know geez. so we play in places like Australia that I don't know like much more expats but then in America it's funny because there's a different vibe now there is some expats there, obviously, like you, but like uh, the last tour, I had American people coming up to us going, God, I didn't even know you had a back catalogue of albums. I just heard your new album and that uh, you were nice. a new band. Like, yeah, they yeah, yeah. They're not there shouting for San Diego song or anything like that. Mm. Like, they're, they're there for the new stuff, which is cool as well. Like, mm. you know, so it's different in different countries. Like, mm. Mm. like in Europe, we wouldn't have any, it would all just be Europeans. Like, mm. you know, mm. um, so it's cool. It's cool to sort of play to different crowds. Like, sometimes we used to change the set list and we go, they're rowdy like I can see four Irish flags out there we better change the set list like you know and what's the plan then yeah. when you see the well you, the flags. you play some of the all the upbeat hits get right. in and get out okay, yeah. 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 they want the San Diego yeah, song exactly. no yeah. kissing that's yeah. it yeah and did you ever meet anyone and you were really starstruck um, yeah like every time I meet Paul Noonan from Bell X1 like I'm still just okay. like hey, Paul yeah. I'm such a big fan and uh, he's Paul McCarthy didn't just as Paul well Paul McCarthy yeah yeah that's yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he's a bit of a yeah, legend. That was he? amazing. I mean, that was just like me and, yeah, some sort of. He, like, he took a picture with us. He was like a waxwork of, of himself. Like, he had the yeah. Paul McCartney grin and he, he had the peace signs. Oh, stop. And it was just like, 
in the pictures like, that looks like a cardboard cutout of him but I promise yes. you it is him like yeah. you know but uh, he was great we got to meet him but uh, yeah I, I, I think I get more starstruck with like Irish musicians like Glenn Hansard if I meet Glenn okay, I'm yeah. like trying to keep my cool and be really sound even Damo Dempsey I'm a huge Damo fan like and, yeah. um, so I'm just like trying to be in, in the gang you know ah, you're definitely in the gang, like, in the gang. Like, like Glenn has the busking thing he does on Christmas Eve like, see that's the, it's the busking that's the busking. what we need to that, do that's how I got to know him is, is okay. like, and he asked me to come down one year and I was like yeah and then the next year like uh, it's like have to on Christmas Eve I'm just hanging around the Harry Lemon with my guitar like oh, waiting for the text no Danny look do you want us to text Glenn <laughs> yeah. and sort something out for this Christmas Eve okay Glenn look Danny would like to bust with you this Christmas exactly. Eve please okay exactly. we'll yeah. start so a WhatsApp great. group but like then you have some really surreal moments like because last summer we were playing Kamenum and the Frames were doing a 25 year anniversary of Whelan's uh, and it's just the Frames got back together the gig sold out in five seconds or whatever mm. and uh I was going to text him and ask him for tickets, like, and I didn't, and I was like, I don't want to be annoying him, like, man, I won't. And then he texted me, he goes, well, my niece wants to go see your Kamenum show this Friday, can you put her on the mm. list? And I said, Glenn, no problem, <laughs> you can, well, put her on plus four, VIP, we'll bring yeah, her backstage. Yeah, red carpet. Yeah, yeah whatever, but then I go, but can I come to your gig on Monday? And Williams, he was like, hey, you want to come? Should I get up and do a song with us? And I was like, yeah, I will. And I got up and I sang Hey Day with them, like, oh, Mick Whisper. Yeah. Hey yeah, and it was just like, that you can see there's a video real. of it, like, and you can just see, it's like, I'm literally a kid on Christmas Eve. Like, that's amazing. That's so, uh, it's cool. Like, yeah. But that's what's nice about the Irish scene, isn't it? Like, yeah. you could, even you were saying about Jarlath Regan there, and yeah. you popped down to see him last night, and then he went to see you, and yeah. there's that kind of, like, amicability. I think it? so, mm. definitely. Definitely, yeah, and you know, because I think everyone understands it. And oftentimes, people ask me, Well, we're in the music industry anyway, you say, And is there a bit of like, like who's dick, <laughs> you know? Yeah, who's an that was their like, next question, know? yeah. And for the most part, like, everyone is sort of there's no, from our point of view anyway, there's no resentment to anyone. Like, people come to me, Oh, what about that band? Like, they're sort of ripping you off and they're huge now. Are you not pissed off about that? Like, I'm like, no, like, you know. And what band's that? Uh, no, like, this is what <laughs> other people would say to me, like, or. De Laurentiis, okay. <laughs> I love Delos, they support us in court class. I know, I know. But uh, it's funny that, 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 like, that can happen. But, like, when we started off, you know, we ripped off Bellex One and Republic of Loose and the Blizzards and everyone who was around at the time, you know, as yeah. well. Like, and it's just the music scene and it's what you're listening to and yeah. so I take it as a compliment but uh, yeah. no in no, general everyone sort of is rooting for each other like what you say like, and yeah. I think there is that sort of support and people know that it's not the easiest job in the world and even you know even when you're at a stage like us when you're doing well venue wise and playing big shows in Dublin like it's not like there's loads of money in it like Ireland isn't big enough like you know, mm. you know we, we, we're lucky that we can pay our rent and get away with it and you know and, and we're we're good, we're grand. Like, yeah, you know? but that big sovereign you're wearing, like, that wasn't cheap, <laughs> yeah. wasn't yeah. There's a lot of blame, no, Danny. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of blame. Well, this chain, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no sovereigns. Stop. No sovereigns. Stop. I'm joking. So when I had, when I look at you online, Danny, and I see, when I search images, okay, there's a lot of ladies. So, yeah. Are you mad for women? <laughs> now, I, I have to say, women, did yeah. look at the Instagram and looked at all the exes, so it's clear looks aren't important to you, Danny. <laughs> they're, all, <laughs> they're all rides. They're all gorgeous <laughs> women. Outfit rides, yeah. So you like the women? I, I love women, yeah. Okay, Paul yeah. McGrath gave us the same answer, actually. Yeah. Do you remember we asked Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I I can't remember what he said, but I think we had to edit it out. Yeah, it was gone. Yeah, it hit. Yeah, Um, that was a good question. Are you settled now? Uh, I'm happy. I'm happy. I've got a girlfriend, and she's great, and and I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's sort of like I think I went through a phase maybe five years ago. Not I wouldn't call it a phase, but I just sort of got dragged in because one of my exes was sort of famous in her own right that it sort yeah. of became something that would like didn't really sit that well with me like and I'm much um. happier sort of just you know like I don't really put up pictures of my personal life on my Instagram anymore or anything like that and I mm-hmm. sort of might have done back in the day and then you'd see a picture then like in an article or something it just became a bit it weird feels like, weird yeah. then doesn't it you're like yeah. oh it's, it's, invasive yeah, maybe, it's yeah. just a bit strange and it's not really my thing like so yeah. it, that was sort of something that I fell into and then yeah, as I say, it, 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 but, you know, I'm happy. But I suppose you were so, you, you guys were so young when yeah. you were kind of mm. big stars. You weren't doing anything that all your mates weren't doing, but then yeah. to see pictures of yourself. Yeah, well, I just I just found, because sometimes you go into a relationship where you're like, this is great, and you want to tell everyone about it, and someone asks you about it, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to talk about it, it's amazing. Mm. And you think it's going to be like that forever, and then if it, if it falls apart, people feel like they can talk about it and write about it because you have been open about it. Yes, yeah. So I just find that I've learned over the years, even though I am really happy, and but I don't really want to talk about my personal life, because it, 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 it's sort of you're giving away too much or something. And of you course, sort of open yeah. it up to, for people to talk about it, and then if it goes badly, then people will talk about it, and if mm. it you know, or if it, God forbid, if anything happens, you know. So that's just something that I've learned along yeah. the way, like you know, and I'm just more comfortable in that. Sort is that of hard? Is that a hard lesson? Because I, I can tell yeah. I, if you're in love when you're young, of course you want to tell yeah. everybody about it, don't you? Well, I but think, then being what, asked I think about what, whatever age you are. Like, well, yeah. I was going to say, because I'm laughing. I'm looking at her. She's, I, See, how many times no. she mentioned Fred in this? No, lots of times. But I just, just love him. But I just love him so much. I can't help it. I'm just, but I'm in that first throes. Like, we've yeah. only been together for three months. She yeah. had so a dry spicy. You see, you see just I'm talking like, about him all the time. The I hair is done it. now. It's just like, Honestly, but like, it is that thing of, and like, it's hard to stop yourself. But like, that's what I was going to say when you said when you're young and you said I think it doesn't matter what I age you are matters, really. like you're right it's just every, yes. every relation that you start like every relation that you're you know mad, like if you're, when you're mad about someone you're mad about someone and I'll tell you when the mics are off I'll tell you everything about where your friend if you want she's Aww. amazing but uh, I don't really want to put it out I there of course yeah, yeah, yeah. and um yeah, so that's just. What I was I yeah. You see, years. I was more kind of asked, did all that stuff annoy you about like your your picture? Yeah. With, well, especially know. when it's. I think sometimes it'd be hard for other people around, like family yes. and stuff. Yes, and I don't think you like, would have I, never courted that either. Yeah. Do you know no, what no. I mean? You see, so that's why it's like. Ugh. You know, the press. It was never a big deal. It's not like you know. I can only imagine what it's like for people who are actual famous. You know, I mean, we were like. It's mm. different. It was fine. It was never got to a stage where it was like, oh my god, like you know. But yeah, yeah. Sometimes when there was an article you read that was sort of totally untrue, mm. and you were just like, well, that's not true, and that's a bit annoying, you know. And I, would, so and yeah, there's nothing you, you can do about it either, is yeah. there? No, 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 no. And but like, so when it all goes to shit with you and Fred, then you're going to be. Oh, no, stop <laughs> it! That is so mean. A source close to Julie no, said. <laughs> Is that what were we talking about? You were talking about something the other day. Oh, and your one's name was Fred, the husband's name was Fred, and then he left her. Like, oh, I was yeah, like, never was, we were doing a, a 90s, uh, I was some serial killer woman, mm. and she was flinching when I was saying her, her husband Fred, who left her, 
I think just after she'd lost a child or something horrific, you were oh, nearly yeah. in tears. Ah, no, but like it is gas and you don't you apply get, last life you have lessons. To, I think yeah. you know what I mean? You've so yeah. many failed relationships and still, like, I'm like, it's ridiculous. But you, but you use it as well, like, and, and like, I use every cloud is a silver lining. I got some good songs out of my break yeah. and stuff like that, and, and you know, and you learn from things. That was a question. Learn about yourself, like, you know? I was going to ask is heartbreak more inspiring than love? Yeah, I think speaking. it can be. Yeah, oh. I think not even that it's more inspiring. I think that when you're writing about heartbreak, more other people can relate to it more and want to. Like no one really wants to just hear you sing about how much you're in love. Well, you know, yeah. now and again you get away with it, like, and you, you get a song that that oh that's cool. Because you know? it's, yeah. it's like that with comedy, isn't it? As well, yeah. that nobody really wants to hear that your life is going so yeah. well right yeah. now. Yeah. Like yeah. you know what I mean? It's yeah. About kind of yeah. Yeah. No, no one wants to hear that, do they? Because I think people, they want to release from their own problems. They want, you know, mm. and they want to be able to relate and, and, and oh yeah, that, I was going through that. And I find with, with lyrics, and it's probably the same with material as well, the more honest I am about what has actually happened to me, and I don't try and sugarcoat it, and I don't try and make it real smart or anything, and the mm. more people actually relate to it. Mm. You know, if you just sort of go, well, this is how I'm feeling today and you sing it and then you go oh yeah mm. so what, what, is, what is your your process when you're when you're writing uh, well it's different for different songs like sometimes I'll write lyrics first most of the time I'll work on like sitting at the piano or sit and play play a few chords on the guitar and sort of just hum melodies and start singing like and it's just sort of cool if you're in the zone like Blind Boy is brilliant for talking about it. Mm. I get so fascinated when he's talking about that creative flow like because it's not as much for me as it is for him like he'll go off but I'll just have a moment where I'm like, Jesus, where did that come from? Like, and mm. a line will just come out of me and it'll sort of sound cool. And some, oftentimes I'll end up writing a song around that line that just came out of nowhere, mm. like, you know, and I'll end up writing a story around that, like, you know. Um, but yeah, it can be different. These days we're writing together a lot more as well, myself and Dave especially, um, just like two of us sitting around a piano working on ideas or sometimes we'll just start jamming and someone will start playing something and, we'll, and I'll go and do the lyrics later or whatever, you know, so it's different for different songs, but um, yeah, like, I think with the last album, before that ha- before the last album came out, I went through a bit of a, a stage, I wouldn't call it writer's block, but just, I was writing, but everything I was writing was crap. Mm. <laughs> okay, we can relate. Oh, no, not ringing any bells. <laughs> and, and, I, and I was like, sort of going, ah, yeah, no, I get a hit eventually get a hit and we sort of put back the album because we weren't really happy with a bunch of songs we had and thankfully eventually we we did come out the other side of it but we just about got there like we got three of the songs we wrote at the very end ended up being singles like you know so the album would have been three singles weaker if we had released it earlier if you get me yeah so three of the best songs came right at the end like that really made it a stronger album like i think but now i sort of in a weird way I thought oh it's going to be tough from now on like I've gotten to that stage now where it's just harder as you get older you you, you, you think overthink things as you get older and it's just but I'm actually feeling a bit more creative now and I'm like oh no maybe that was just a, a little you know segment of time as opposed to how it's going to be from now on mm-hmm, and yeah. now I'm sort of in a good creative space of writing songs that actually that's alright mm-hmm. and like you know so it's cool and it's funny you still have I still have the moments with the bands where you guys can you know, bounce off your ideas. Whereas, like, we, so we wrote this new song down Dingle uh, like about a month ago, 
And I did. Oh, Dingle, your favourite place. I love it. And what? Sorry, go on there. I but basically, it was just like we wrote a tune down there, and like the lads never give anything away. Sometimes they'll, they'll just like play away, and I'll be like, "That's great, lads!" And they're like, "Yeah, whatever, we're gonna play away." And but after a court gig, I, t- I talked to our bass player Noxie, and I was like, "So what do you think of that song?" And he was like, "It was great. I loved it." And I was like, "Yeah, Aww. finally," because <laughs> he had a few points on him. He was honest. So uh, no, I'm excited about our new stuff. I'm excited about you writing again and, and, you know. and how did it come about that you were kind of writing more together I think that's just natural like it sort of got to the stage where I think I was all in the first album I'd have a song written on the cue star bring it to the lads but eventually like you just run out of chords and all your songs sound the same so yes, we had yeah. to sort of approach it a different way and and uh, so we would and the lads are and the, what the lads are really good at because oftentimes I'll write a song that I think is deadly, and I'll be like, wait till the lads get a hot load of this. And they'd hear it, and they're just like, it's just like tumbleweeds everywhere. And they're like, oh, Danny. But then sometimes I'll get it totally wrong the other way. And I'll have like a, a little bit of a song that I think is crap, and I'll play it for them, and they'll go, oh my God, that's amazing. You should call it Here's a Ghost. It's a good name. Like, and that's a serious song. And I'm like, really? That one? And like, you don't know sometimes, you know? Yeah, too close to the yeah. river. Um, so being around and, and having them in from the early days, from the early process of writing yeah. together where they can go, oh, that little thing there is cool, like, we should do that mm. again. And they're, they're very good at getting the best out of me, Dave especially, and lyrically especially, because like, he, he'd be like, Danny, that's one of your really good Danny lines, that one, a little bit lazy, you can get better. And I'm like, mm. yeah, okay, fair, like, you know. That must be great, though, to go in. I just, not great, but, like, if you think this, like, oh, here we go, this is something everyone's like, no. But that's a great thing to have. And it's, it's, People it's, it's actually a, say that to you, like, yeah, just and like, it's great to it. get to the stage where you can let it go as well. Mm. Yeah, I think everything that you write when, when you're as a songwriter, if you go to the process of actually finishing it off, you think it's good. Like, there's nothing I have ever really yes. like. Oh, you have a, a stage where you think it's really good. Now, sometimes after you're like, is it that good? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, it is good. And the next day, you'd be like, no, it's crap. And the next day, you might, you know, it actually is good. Mm. But everything you write, you always think it's good. So it's hard when you when you hear someone go no it's not really like you know and sometimes i'll fight for it a little bit more and go but, but if we do this with it maybe mm. it'll work but eventually you have to just go walk right. away yeah, yeah yeah and and just go okay and let it and let it die and, mm. and disappear forever like and but once you get to that stage where you're happy to do mm. that and, you, and you're going well you know what yeah but sometimes they get it wrong as well like, i remember writing a song um on our third mm. album and I was really thought it was good. It was like just a simple piano ballad. And I know that why they didn't like it, because it was sort of a bit like a song on the album before. And so we'd sort of done that vibe. But anyway, we didn't record it. We did, didn't make the album. And I ended up giving the song to someone else, and they recorded it. And I remember Dave after saying to me, going, yeah, we got that one wrong. That's a great song. Oh, who recorded it? Can you tell us? No. Oh, go on. Okay. No problem. That's and once there was. Are you, do you just kind of throw it up and go? Oh, well, look, that happened. Are you like? Oh, that's. No, 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 no. I, I it would, like, I, I think if it had been that good, like it wasn't a worldwide hit. Like, okay. If it yeah, had been yeah. that good, we would have known. So maybe I'm, if we got a huge one wrong, was, but that was just another battle. It wasn't him, baby. Thinking, <laughs> I was about yeah. to say it wasn't Britney every time on the piano. Yeah. Oh yeah. Straight away, that's that what I thought um, oh, but you must have loved it when he was like, "We got that wrong," and you were yeah, like, "In your face!" Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't really like. It was like, "Oh, okay." It, it sort of made it harder the next time when yeah. they actually said, "No, they've oh, got." Yeah, but I'm like, "What about that other one?" <laughs> no, but 
know, it's fine. As I say, we're lucky that we have that. What does the tattoo say? Liquidity. Acoustical and neat, yeah. Reason oh, for everything. Oh, lovely, yeah. yeah. So I've got that. Are you a Gwilgor? You're kind of a Yeah, I'm a Gwilgor. Yeah. Oh, on a guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too much, not as much as I'd like, but I, yeah. Like, we, went, we were down at the Irish Post Awards uh, there a while ago. And TG Carr came up to me and said, "Now okay, we will get a quick interview with you. You have Koopa fucking on." And I said, "Ah, yeah, no problem." And she just goes and it's on camera. She like, Donny Gargwelga, and a million miles an hour." And I was like, "Excuse me, what?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so well, you, you sometimes you, I think I'm better than I am. Ah, uh, no, you brilliant Irish no, Danny because no. you did all that stuff for Shopton Aguil again every day yeah and that was that was a good crack as well with, with Evie Nuhlman you brilliant uh, Irish yeah and she was there because she she led you know a lot of it but uh, no no talk about and I love the language. I love being able to speak. Why yeah. would you have spoken? Did you speak Irish a bit at home? No, never. No, I just had a good. I had a good uh, secondary school teacher. Okay, and, and you just have a good ear uh, for I mean, it. Just, and so, and we we used to go down to England a lot, and I went to the Irish college and stuff, and I just sort of liked it. Mm. You know, and I, then I studied in UCD when I did. I did commerce in UCD, and I studied it with Irish. They mm-hmm. don't do it anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I, when I got to final year, I, I sort of dropped the Irish. I didn't finish it off, but. Uh, yeah, I just always liked liked the language. Why, why do you think, or even I'll rephrase it, but you, like, how do you think we could get more people to speak Irish? Do you think compulsory Irish should be scrapped, or do you think we should hang on to it? Oh, well. What would you then, think? Deep into it. She's no, a Jerry Zagwell I don't think compulsory Irish should be scrapped. Okay, yeah. No, I think, I think compulsory Irish, especially junior school, why not? Like, if anything, mm-hmm. I think there's need to do more languages. Yeah. Like in from primary school because mm-hmm. they pick up most kids. Pick up, like mm-hmm. my my two nieces go to a, a an Irish Welsh school now, and like it's amazing to see them just understand them. Someone else says something in Irish, even though they're not wouldn't be speaking it the whole time. Mm-hmm. If someone says something, they they'll get it because the teachers are speaking to them in Irish the whole time. But I think you know, and they are changing it. But I think it just needs to be looked at how they teach it. Yeah, you know? the course uh, maybe yeah, yeah needs then, to be changed. You know, and I think they are making it more about oral. And sort of trying to be you know conversational as opposed to hammering down the grammar down down kids throats which i don't think is is because that's why people end up not liking it because yeah. they're forced and you have to learn the mocha and you have to learn I this think and that people and do have like a grow for it don't they i think there is a love there like deep yeah. to, you know and i think sometimes when people give out about it it's a defense thing isn't it because maybe as you say it's been badly taught exactly or, it takes them back yeah. to that time where oh, i had to learn my grammar it probably and takes them back to a negative experience yeah, exactly. maybe yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But I think in general, like it, even just going out to England, I love just, and I, I'd only have a couple of sentences, but it, when we're away, sometimes I'll speak Irish. You do that thing where you're talking about someone, and, yeah. you, you know, and mm-hmm. you're in a different country, and you can just have that little chat. Yeah. Like, you know, it's great. And it is lovely speaking the Cúpla Fúcl in Dingle, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Because you do see it's a living language there, yeah, like yeah. you really do. So no, it is. It's amazing. it's amazing. So look, we're heading down <coughs> to Dingle um, for the weekend with Danny. Okay. Yeah. I He's got the bike. I don't like Irish. Leave, <laughs> Leave the mics on all weekend. Yeah, yeah we'll get don't. some great Thank stuff. Danny, thanks so much for no coming problem. in. Yeah. Do you no ha- problem. Do you have questions? Or no? I just, most of them. Sometimes couldn't, we do a, couldn't shut me up. Sometimes just, uh, we do a oh yeah, quiz. A but, oh yeah. Uh, well, we sometimes do a quiz, but I do a couple. Okay, if you have to lose one member of the band, who's the dead weight? <laughs> that is, oh, I could never answer that <laughs> I question. I even the question. Like yeah, I love them all the same. It. That's so oh, They're all God. going down together. Um, because even if I say like a joke answer, like, and they hear it, they're going, yeah, but there's some reason you it's said that. It's going to be like, like in a red top, <laughs> out of context. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I was going to say, Francis, Auntie Francis is mm. in the Senate now. 
Frances is changing the world. We're so yeah, proud of her. She does so much amazing work, and she's actually getting stuff done, which is amazing. She's super cool. It, it's, it's, Even because she's, she's ginger, girl. Judy. Because yeah, exactly. she is Frances naturally ginger. Is she? Yeah. She is, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't Jean, know. Okay. Change, change, yeah. Um, she's doing a stellar job, though, she's isn't amazing. she? Yeah, she's doing so much she's good re- work. Yeah, yeah, she's really cool. And did you that's just one of your points. Your yeah, auntie I is know. great. Like, are, are you getting the Senator Christmas cards? <laughs> Not are yet. you getting those? She did bring us in for lunch in the mansion. Oh. Uh, or in, uh, in the, the Shannon. The Shannon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And it was great. She brought us in and had a look. Yeah. I love it. So she's signing Senator Senator Francis. This Christmas. Auntie Francis. She's working so hard. Like she does so much. Oh, and I she know. Does a lot of charity imagine. work as well. Like she's just like. She's big into the charity, yeah, she's, isn't she's she? She's amazing. Yeah. She's yeah. she's so good. And I remember when I was young, she's so funny. Like you remember little things when you're like twelve and thirteen, and we were driving a car somewhere, and I was singing along to the radio, giving it loads, like and I crap singer probably at the time. No. And not even probably I was. And and my sister who was only whatever 10 and her friend were like shut up singing you, who do you think you are like and I was like oh. and I remember my auntie like stopping the car and pulling over like she's one of these aunties that just knows like stop the car and pull over and said Danny you have great voice you have great range in your voice you can do this and that and she was just being sound like and like and it, that, it stuck out to me like and just these things like that my France is amazing another time this is a brilliant one right someone else was I was saying oh god I hate the way I have freckles like I don't like having freckles and she told me that no no it's like in Hollywood they're all painting on freckles like you know Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt and all they're all painting on freckles mm. it's becoming the cool thing to do now and like in a couple of years now everyone's going to be doing it and all and I was like oh cool like you know what so a she, gorgeous she's, auntie she's amazing she's amazing I haven't I haven't enough good things to do and you know what I think they are painting on freckles now because <laughs> honestly after Meghan Markle the yeah. freckles are yeah. in so that's the number one thing people are asking yeah, for so it took, yeah. she was right yeah, it took 20 years but it's, eventually yeah. uh, but Frances knew what was coming yeah. okay? she knew what was happening and then the, the trend. I was just going to oh that's lovely about Frances and then cause she does come across like so sound doesn't she, she yeah you get she's like this. she gets yeah, into people and she's like I really like yeah, I really like, mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I like Frances and Trilly IT, did you go to Trilly IT? No, no, we played, played gigs there, I never went to Trilly IT. No. There's this rumour going around Dingle that you went to Trilly IT. No, never. Because I was thinking when you said UCD, I was like, so did you do a master's there That's the rumour in Dingle, is it? Okay, well, look, no, my never. research rarely fails me, but that's, okay. that's basically it. And also, did you ever think about rebelling and like becoming an accountant or something? Did you ever? Against no, your mother? When I was in, after my degree, I was going to go and do a master's in marketing over in uh, Smurfit. And I looked into that course and I was just like, no, no. I'm just going to do it, get a part-time job and try and okay. Thank God. That was the plan. That was the plan. And we thank you for that. Um, thank yeah, you guys for having me. Thanks so much, Danny. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.